Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, Section 6, Chapter 60. The Year of Christ, 1559, when Philip was 45 how he endured more tribulations for Christ. Philip was not yet satisfied with all he had done and established as means to inflame the hearts of his followers to frequent the sacraments and do other works of devotion and also to preserve what he had thus inflamed. He desired to do more, determined to remove from them any occasion of sin, Thus, on the day when men gave themselves up to the debauchery of the carnival, he used to lead them to the seven churches, being concerned not merely to gather together a flock for Christ, but no less so to safeguard that flock. To begin with, there were only a few who went, no more than 30. But not long afterwards, the crowds grew into the number of men who assembled reached more than a thousand. This was the way it was done. To begin with, all sorts of people were called together. Then on the fixed day, each one made his own way to the basilicas of St. Peter and St. Paul early in the morning. Once they had all assembled in the church of St. Paul and in the surrounding buildings as arranged. The procession began when Father Philip gave the signal, and they set off for the Basilica of St. Sebastian with admirable and eager devotion. Then they went on to the Basilica of St. John Ladder, then to Santa Croce, the Sensorium Basilica, and to the others in turn. They were marshaled in perfect order with regular intervals between them and walked with composed expressions and such dignity that those who saw it were greatly impressed. As they walked, they sometimes sang the litanies and at other times hymns and psalms very harmoniously, either in the church of St. Sebastian or that of St. Stephen on the Chalian Hill. They celebrated divine worship with delightful music, but following the proper ritual and with appropriate devotion on the part of the servers. Everyone took part in the sacrifice, and after the priest had received the body of Christ, at least 800 would communicate. When mass was over, they used to go to a garden where there was plenty of grass, as well as vines and trees, and there the fathers would distribute food, and everyone received as much food and drink as was needed with good cheer. In those first days, the villa they most often visited was that of Virginia Massimi. But sometimes they went to those of Matea or Crescenzia. A table would be set up there, not with exotic dishes, but lots of bread, eggs, apples, and cheese. After dinner, they thanked God as usual. And then they all went straightway in silence to the Scala Santa though at certain fixed intervals, they sang as they went to encourage joy in their faith. It was after this that they went to the Basilica of Santa Croce, 
and thence to St. Lawrence in the Campo Verano, and then finally to the crib at St. Mary Major. There a sermon was addressed to the crowd about some divine topic, as was also done in the other churches, to the great edification of the listeners. And then they sang a hymn beautifully, and everyone made his own way home. These processions were so advantageous to souls that there were always some members of the throng who were touched by the Spirit of God with such devotion that they dedicated themselves to frequent the sacraments and live their lives under the direction of Father Philip. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. There's something incredibly moving about this account of Saint Philip's life, about the pilgrimages that he led. And notice what the, the end of it was. I don't mean the end of the pilgrimage as the last thing they did, but what it led people to do. It led some people to dedicate themselves to the frequentation of the sacraments, to go to mass every day, if possible, to go to communion very frequently, if not every day, at least every week, to get a regular practice of going to confession. So when we hear about the frequenting of the sacraments, we're primarily thinking of the Eucharist and confession. Oftentimes, throughout the Middle Ages, people might only receive communion once a year or a couple times a year. Even in St. Philip's time, this was quite common. And the idea that priests would say Mass every day was not very a popular idea. It wasn't something that most priests did. And we saw that St. Philip attached himself to a church, San Jerome, San Girolamo, where a group of priests were saying Mass every day, where they were encouraging people to go to confession on a regular basis. And so these pilgrimages were, for some people, the beginning of a new Catholic life, a new, a new practice of their faith. Others, it began a relationship with St. Philip, and they began to put himself under their direction to go to him for confession, to seek advice from him, to get help to live a better Christian life. But we cannot forget that for other people, this was St. Philip's way of keeping them away from the carnival. The carnival was a sort of big outdoor event, usually before Lent, in which people thought, well, Lent is coming. Now's my chance to do crazy stuff, sinful stuff. And so St. Philip wanted to give a counter fascination. He wanted to give something that would draw people away from these bad things at the carnival and to draw them to something else. And he didn't just say, oh, come to church and we'll have a holy hour. No, we're going to go have a huge long walk. This is a whole day thing. 
And it often began the night before. The night before going to St. Peter's. And then there's a long distance, if you've ever been to Rome, from St. Peter's to St. Paul's. And the next morning, the second church would be at St. Paul's, the place where St. Paul's body was. St. Peter's is where St. Peter's is, and St. Paul's is where the body of St. Paul is. And they would begin there early in the morning and set off on this, this course to St. Sebastian, St. John Lateran, the Scala Santa, that is the stairs that St. Helena brought back the stairs from Pilate's palace where Jesus went up when he was condemned. It's near St. John Lateran. And they ended with the crib, the crib that was brought back. It's in the, the bottom of St. Maria, St. Mary Majors. But I also want you to notice the ending, which was beautiful music. That St. Philip wanted this to end on a note of beauty. He wanted to end with something incredibly sung, sung very well. Why? Because beauty is the cause of love. Beauty is the cause of love. What we love is good, yes, but what makes us love it, what draws us is its beauty in some way. It attracts us. And St. Philip wanted people to leave hungry for more. He wanted them to leave this day in which their bodies were exhausted with a sense of love, because that's the primary motive of the Christian life. We are here to love God. We are here to grow in the love of God. And we're here to love each other because God has given us the gift of each other. And how do we do that? By the sacraments. Above all, the Eucharist and confession and other acts of devotion, other acts of prayer, other ways of spending time with the scriptures, making the stations of the cross, praying the rosary, finding other devotions you can do during the day to grow in the love of God, especially mental prayer, spending time with the Lord, thinking over what he's told us, meditating on what he's told us, trying to move us to the love of God. And we pray that this prayer group, this little gathering, will have St. Philip's blessing. And that although we're not walking, although we're doing this on a, this platform, that St. Philip Neri will pray for us, that he will be with us, that he will guide us to do the will of our Father in heaven, so that many souls will be saved and brought to a greater holiness. For as St. Philip said, my mission is to help people be saints in their own homes. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.